Welcome everyone to Voice of the Valley here in the Horn Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Studios. I'm your host, Dave Bell, 428-9494. That is the phone number, 928-428-9494. Happy Wednesday, everybody. I'm going to say it's Wednesday. Is it Wednesday? I think so. All right. They're nodding. These are marketing experts, and they're nodding on the radio. Just just want to stress that. Um I was supposed to have Danny Smith in today with uh, Mount Graham Regional Medical Center, but Danny, as he is wont to do, I'm going to beat him up right now, just FYI, uh, pass the buck. And and he decided to throw uh, two people into the barrel, as we say. And I've got Fran, Carol, and Tia Estrine. Am I pronouncing that right? Estrine, yeah. Estrine, excuse me. Uh, with MGRMC Marketing, thank you both for being here. I appreciate it. Well, thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you, David. We're excited. Um, now, we were talking before we went on the air. You guys are, are marketing folk. That's your job, is, is to do marketing, correct? Correct. Thank you. Um, I, I have to ask, so you're you're not the biggest fish in our small pond that is graham county graham is not big i'm not diminishing us you're the only fish in the pond i mean it's not like there are competing hospitals so what are you tasked with as as marketing what what's day-to-day for you guys that's a great question um and it's something that we've talked a lot about and Really what we're trying to focus on is our relationship with the community. Um, That's really important to us as a community hospital. We're independent. We have um, a board of directors made up of community members. And so it's really important for us to have a good relationship. Um, And so we also do a lot of internal communications with our employees. We have over 500 employees at the hospital. Yeah, when you walk the halls of the hospital, it feels like a community-owned hospital. I see everyone I know. I shake hands, wave to everyone I love. So it's really a special place to be at, and it's fun to market the hospital and help people just really know about the services we have so that they know where to go and they don't have to run over to Tucson or Phoenix to get the services they need provided for. Yeah, that seems to me the biggest thing is, is letting folks know that just because we're tiny Graham County, that doesn't mean our hospital doesn't have the services that you get in a Phoenix or a Tucson. There might be a couple, but but generally you can get just about everything done here that you need to get done, correct? Yes, and it's something that we've been working on to make sure that people know what we have available at the hospital. We have so many services. Um, we have a lot of specialty clinics. Um, we have... a most everything that you could get at TMC or Banner, you can stay here and do. We have highly trained physicians. A lot of them have gone on to study at world-class universities and programs, and they've come back because they're from here and they want to raise their family here. So we have a lot to offer at our hospital. You don't have to travel so far to get what you need. I wish we, you guys aren't from here, right? Uh, I know you went to school away from here, but you're not originally from here, correct? I'm from here. You yeah. are. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but you've been away. Yes. All right. Yeah. I wish we didn't have as many people. It's weird. So we have people that have been here for generations and some that have never left. 
Maybe they went away for a couple of years to college, but they came right back. Maybe. But they haven't lived in other communities, you know, spent five, six, ten years in other communities. I wish they did, because if they did, they'd realize what an advantage having a community nonprofit hospital is. Because if you've been anywhere where there's a corporate for-profit hospital, you realize the level of service is significantly different. Now, you were you were in Provo? I actually, I'm from Texas. Oh, you're so, from Texas, okay. Yeah, so I know exactly what you're talking about. Everything from the time you walk into the doors when you're waved and greeted, to even when you leave and you're getting your bill, it's such a different experience when you're working with providers and professionals who care about you. It's You don't feel that the corporate side where it's for profit. I, I think back to when my kids were born and, and nothing against our physicians and, and the nurses, they were fine. But it's not like it's here. Every time I've gone to the hospital here, I see somebody I know and they're concerned. You know, why mm -hmm. are you here? Is everything okay? Mm -hmm. Well, let's take care of you. Right. Um, it's, it's a significant difference in, and that attitude helps with healing. If, you know, whether you're visiting somebody and you're feeling sad or whether you're in for treatment, that makes a big difference, I think. I mean, it's, you know. Yeah. That's, I think we all feel the same way at our hospital. So many of us have family members that work there, are connected to the hospital. Um, you'll see your friends from high school when you go to the hospital. You'll see people from church, people from around your community, your neighborhood. Um, it's hard to go in there and not see someone you know and see someone that cares about you on a personal level. Or if you see somebody from the auxiliary, somebody that may have been your teacher. Yeah, exactly. Because once right. they retire, it seems like they all go to the auxiliary. <laughs> so um, true. It's yeah. the thing to do. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you're, you're going to run across them. It, I really do believe it makes this community very special to have yeah. that, that nonprofit hospital. And it, it is my, it's my prayer that this hospital never sells. I've been in a community where a nonprofit sold to a mm, corporate, mm -hmm. and boy, did it change. I mean, it just it radically changed. Yeah. And that's that's really our whole purpose is to stay independent. That's our whole goal of our board of directors, our administration team from top to bottom. We're trying to remain an independent community hospital. Yeah, it is it is vital. I have to ask because your it was your office that was putting out statements. How has um recovery from the hack been going? It has been a long process, but we have the best team that has been working on it. Our um, IT team, administration, our directors, um, everyone that has been affected by it. Our Meditech system was down, and so everyone was back to paper charting, and um, everyone was really affected by it. And it has been amazing to see the efforts by all of our staff members and what they've done um, has really been amazing. Uh, I was just talking to some of the staff who had to scan in all the records. They're like, I'm going old school again. <laughs> I know. And I just, everyone had a really good attitude about it. And I've been impressed too by the hospital's response and just they're taking, they've taken responsibility, sent out letters and let everybody know about it instead of trying to brush it under the rug. And so I, I'm really glad to be a part of a hospital where we're 
we're open and there's integrity, but we're also all taking our part as a team to make it smooth, even though it was a difficult situation. Yeah. Uh, I know in the last public notice that it said that there were some patient uh, records that might be impacted. Do we? Do you have a count? And I understand marketing only gets the information after the fact. Right. It's not like you guys are in the str- uh, strategy meetings or anything like that. Right. Um, have they released that information to you to release to the public on how many individual patients may have been impacted? Maybe this is why Danny didn't come on today. You're <laughs> <laughs> us in the barrel. Which is funny because he, when he sent me that last notice, he immediately said, hey, I need to schedule to get on. So I thought that's what he wanted to talk about. Oh. So oh, I don't yeah. mean to throw him under the rug. That's probably <laughs> oh, not I at do. all. <laughs> I, I, I throw him under the bus in a heartbeat. I have no problem with that at all. Um, I don't think we have exact numbers. If we do, it hasn't, it hasn't got reached to, you guys to us. Yeah. Um, but I will say if you have been impacted, you will have received a letter in the mail. Um, well, and it will list everything that may have been compromised. Um, and it'll have steps for you to take to enroll. We're offering free credit monitoring services for a year. Um, and I'll give some other things that you can do to make sure that your, your information is safe. Well, I didn't get a letter, so I'm assuming my information is safe. So thank you. Yeah, uh, yeah you're welcome. You got one. One that's safe. <laughs> Guaranteed one. Uh, and my wife. I don't think my wife got a letter either. So I think we're good. I think we're okay in my household. Good. Uh, all right. That's the negative stuff out of the way. Let's let's get to the positive. What are you guys doing? You're doing something in December, correct? Yes. The Mount Graham... Their foundation, the Mount Graham Regional Medical Center Foundation, is lighting the hospital with lanterns. So um, this season, they're going to set up lanterns um, all across the hospital. And sometimes hospitals can be a place where tragedy happens. It's not necessarily a place you want to visit. But we're hoping that the lanterns can be a message of hope, that it can be a place where when you come to visit, um, you can have a solemn reverence and something to look forward to. So how does one participate? So um, you can make a donation to the hospital. Lanterns are $100. And when you make that donation, we will recognize, you can choose a name to be recognized, a loved one um, that you're supporting or that's passed, and we will recognize them on a sign in the front of the hospital. Um, and so it's super easy. You can call um, Jody McGinty. She's our foundation treasurer secretary, and she can take a donation. We accept Venmo, um, uh, check, cash, and um, card as well. And um, we also have donation forms in the front lobby of our hospital. So the foundation, I have to ask, uh, does that because I know what the auxiliary does. The auxiliary raises money and says, what durable equipment do you need? And and we'll buy what we can with whatever mm-hmm. we raise this year. Is the foundation similar? Is it is it supporting um, with, with durable equipment or is it out there recruiting um, the providers, et cetera? I, where does the foundation fall with the hospital? Yeah, the foundation, I think of them as... Um 
kind of this very deeply concerned with the hospital. They're a, a board that meets together regularly. And the foundation essentially is, do, they're doing some of the same things Auxiliary is doing. They're making sure we have the right equipment. In the past, they've done that. They've helped to get, provide equipment for the hospital, but they also have scholarships and they reach out to the community in other ways that the Auxiliary might not have the resources to. Um, and so the foundation takes a kind of takes that role and um, supporting the hospital's mission to help them provide quality health care. So whether that's the equipment or making sure that individuals have the scholarships and the funds necessary so that they can study and further their um, studies. So it's kind of their yeah. role a little bit. Yeah. One of their um, biggest projects that they've ever done is they raised um, money for the cancer center. And that was a really big project back when they were building that. And um, they've purchased OB beds recently for our labor and delivery unit. Um, and like Fran said, one of their biggest um, projects that they're most passionate about is nursing scholarships for local nursing students. Is there, since they're raising money, is there any talk of expanding the main hospital? We know uh, the clinics are being uh, expanded because there was the groundbreaking just recently. Um, so that's being expanded, but but the main hospital you, you mentioned OB. This is the only place to deliver a baby outside of, what, Tucson, really. I, does Benson have a hospital? I know one of Sierra Vista's closed. Yeah, um, um, Benson and Wilcox. Wilcox yeah. is is almost like a MASH unit. I hate to say that, but, yeah. I mean, it's it's stabilize and transport. They're, they're just not very big. I mean, you could deliver right. there. But if there's any complication, right. they're not prepared for that, whereas we are. We're, we're not, what level trauma are we? A level four We're trauma. level four, okay. Mm -hmm. uh, so one, is there any thought of expanding the hospital to accommodate the growth that the hospital sees? And two, is there any thought of increasing the trauma level? Because it's, it's one is the, is like uh, UMC, right? Right, yeah. yeah. I'm something you'd find in the city. Right. Um, but I'm not suggesting we be a one. Right. But but a little bit higher on the trauma level scale to handle. Because let's face it, we have we have way too many goofy car accidents. And it's it's awful how many people have to be stabilized and transported. Right. Right. Um, I don't know if there's any plans. You haven't heard? Um, no, I haven't Again, heard. you guys aren't in, you're not in the, the, the planning. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. But what I, what I do know is we are, because we are a community hospital, when there's a need, we try our best to take care of that need. So the new clinic building, the groundbreaking ceremony we just had, it's about the community. It was really their celebration for groundbreaking because it was... They, we have a need for that building to be built. And so as needs present themselves, our goal as a hospital is to take care of our community. And so I perceive that as our community grows, we will do our best to fit the needs of our community. Right. I, I like that response, Fran. Our, we have an incredible leadership team that is constantly evaluating the needs in the community. And it's really their goal to meet those needs. So as those needs arise, we're going to try our best to meet them. Um, speaking of the, the clinic buildings, the new building that's coming on in next year, right? It's supposed to be completed by next year, mm -hmm. third quarter, I think. 
third or fourth quarter next Four, year? Fourth quarter, 2024? Mm-hmm. Fourth quarter, okay. Or yeah. first quarter, quarter 2025. Yeah. One of the two. I mean, there's a template, so it's not like, you know, you're yeah. reinventing, you have to invent the wheel. It's, you know, because mm-hmm. it's going to look like the clinic that exists right now, right? Mm-hmm. It'll mirror, it'll look a lot like the Copper Mountain Clinic right. up on that hill and then, across the street. Yeah, so it just makes sense. I mean, I get that. Right. Um, do we know who's going in there? Uh, who's planning to come into that? Yes, we're going to have, so the OB, the, they're going to have a brand new facility, like you mentioned earlier. You're yeah. curious Matt about Graham, them. OBGYN, the mm-hmm. art clinic is going up there. And then we'll also have the two new clinics um, that we're bringing on in January, um, Spine and Pain, and as well as um, ortho orthopedics. So. And that, yeah, that's going to be Dr. Rex Bryce, his clinic. Gila Valley Orthopedics will come on January 1st as um, Matt Graham Orthopedics. And then Dr. Elkins, pain, pain management, he's coming on as Mount Graham Spine and Pain. We're even going to see if we can fit in Roadrunner road Rehab. So it's going to be an amazing facility. The The day that the facility is finished being built, they're going to open the doors and start using it. So it's very needed. Yeah. Um, I was going to say rehab, pain, and ortho just really seems to fit together. I mean, I'm guessing that was the yeah. plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. They're even going to have a shared waiting room, so you'll walk in one door and you'll have um, orthopedics, spine and pain, and roadrunner rehab in that combined waiting room there. Yeah, and it just feels like you're going to go from one to the other as you go through the healing process. Fair to say. Yeah. Or that's definitely. the plan, I guess. Uh, yeah, that's the vision of it, to have it all in one place, because a lot of those patients are doubled up in the same clinics. It makes sense. 428-9494, if you have a question for my guests, I got Fran and Tia from Mount Graham Regional Medical Center. We're going to take a quick break. More right after this. Welcome back to Voice of the Valley in the Horn Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Studios. I'm Dave Bell. I got Fran Carroll and Tia Astrine. I yep. got it right. Yay. <laughs> uh, it's not spelled that way. That's why I'm, I'm saying that. <laughs> right. uh, they're with MGRMC and they're from the dark side because they're digital marketers. They're not traditional. I know. Uh, and you're here <laughs> on traditional media. Um <laughs> Let me ask you that because, look, I'm teasing because MGRMC advertises with us extensively, advertises with the courier extensively. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like MGRMC said, you know what, the heck with it. We'll just do Facebook. It's not like that. But where do you see differences between the different medias that you're involved with? Because I'm assuming the approach is different with each one. Is that fair to say? Yeah, it absolutely is. That's a great question. Yeah, I I think as a marketer myself, I find that every um, source or every way that we reach our consumers or people is important. And their eyeballs are everywhere. So whether it's on billboards or radio ads, it's still just as important as a, so, a good social media plan. Um, 
And especially as a nonprofit, we have a very different message. Our strategy is not a discount on Monday. Come in and yeah. get your, you know, it's a 20-year it's a strategy. I'm sorry. I just made myself laugh. Buy one appendectomy and get the second one free. It doesn't work <laughs> that way. That's right. exactly right. Um, I know my family, when they learned that I was going to start working here, they said, what are you going to advertise? Are you going to tell people to break a leg and come to the hospital? Um, but that's not our that's not our role. It, our role really is... Oh, different. I just thought of a campaign. <laughs> We're reaching out to actors now. Break a leg. But if you do, come to MPRMC. <laughs> right. It's, yeah. it's yeah. definitely not you our... You can use that, by the way. I'll, yeah. I'll give you that one. Um, doing Having done um, social media advertising and business-to-business advertising, um, be, I just find that the messaging is so different as, as well as the the form of communication. It's the messaging as well. And so being here at a nonprofit, I, I've learned that um, that 20 year strategy, building relationships, being actually concerned about the community, it's it's a project where I feel my heart going into it more because when I worked with businesses, I was, we were always talking about the money we were making. We were talking about our revenue cycles a lot more. We were talking about the return, the ROAS on ads. And now as a hospital, we're not talking about that. We're talking about the quality, the, we're talking about the care that we have. Just very different words and a very different approach. So I think it's the product that we're, we're helping to communicate, but also um, forms of communication do make a difference. But I think the, the greatest difference is where you are and what you're trying to communicate. Do you yeah. find the messaging is different based on the platform? Um, oh. the, you know, I, I think of a radio ad and it's 30 seconds or 60 mm-hmm. seconds and it's information driven. I, mm-hmm. I have just the short period of time. I have to tell you, you know, if, if you're seeking, you know, oncology treatment you can get it here at mgrmc it's to the point bang 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 right social media is not that way correct correct um something with social media we've been trying to do more is um highlighting stories i think it goes a lot longer it goes a long way with our community to actually see photos of people they know and to learn about them. Um, Right now we're highlighting some of our 25 plus year employees on social media and they've received great response because people care about it. It's a story, it's not just information. And so I I agree, I think it is kind of different platform for platform and um, something that we've also talked a lot about that's unique to our marketing experiences is each clinic has a different different demographic and different messaging. So we have kind of our general right, Copper Mountain is, is right. an across the board, right? Right. And kind of focus more towards families because it's a family medicine clinic. And then we have um, Mount Graham OBGYN that's geared towards women and um, pregnant, pregnant women. And so we kind of get to do it all and it changes based on what we're what we're talking about Mm -hmm. um with with social media this has been my complaint and and my wife says i'm not supposed to complain in december apparently that's a thing you're not (laughs) supposed to complain in december i don't know it's again a social media thing i don't know um for those that don't understand its its workings they don't realize that free doesn't mean everybody sees it. 
I've had this discussion with the city of Safford, for example. And their argument is, well, we're going to put it out on our social media and it gives everybody a chance to see it, Mm. which is true. They get a chance, but they don't necessarily. I have the city of Safford as one of my top priorities on Facebook, which you can do. Mm -hmm. I still have to hunt and seek because I get other things that Facebook wants me to see. Right. They want me to buy. They want me to spend money. And so it gets pushed down. Now, obviously, if you're paying for ads, theoretically, you should be higher. Mm-hmm. But I, can you explain, because that's your experience. This is mm-hmm. your expertise, both of you, mm-hmm. is digital marketing, that it's it's not what you think it is just because you see your friend talking about something doesn't mean you're going to see everything. Fair to say? That's very fair to say. I I always kind of think of if the computer could be an online auction, that's exactly what digital marketing is. And more or less, it's everybody's trying to outbid each other for a spot at the top of your feed. And so the paid advertising, usually those ads are going to run. Whoever the highest bidder is, it's not about relevancy. It's about who paid the most. They're going to be at the top of your feed. As far as um, organic content goes, non-paid ads, like you're talking about, if the city made a post, if it's getting likes and shares, then it's it's going to beat the other posts out because of the algorithm. But um, yeah, it's there is a difference in the two strategies when it's paid versus organic content. And I don't even want to bring up Twitter X because that's a (laughs) mess right now. It it literally is. Do you guys use it at all? We do not. I no. I didn't think so. This is not a a Twitter area. That's what I learned. It just isn't. I use it, but but that's because I want to see what's happening in Washington, Phoenix, for my job. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's the only reason. Otherwise. You don't learn anything locally here from that. But I look at it and I see what a dumpster fire it's become. (laughs) And I feel bad because that's your world. Mm -hmm. And it's a platform that in theory is now kind of lost to you. Luckily, you don't need it. Yeah. Yeah. I remember in college, we were handed this book and it had every um, digital platform you could learn and study about. And the professor took it and he threw it in the trash and said, this will be irrelevant in a year from now. And um, it just covered Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and some of the other platforms we use. And I thought that was really true. And it immediately helped me to realize to not attach to any platform, not attach to any method of marketing, but be willing to stay quick on my feet and change strategies, change what I feel is necessary, depending on the product, depending on my audience. I need to be able to look for the best um, platform or way to communicate to them. Yeah. Be willing to learn. We're constantly having to learn because it's always changing. And it seems like there's a new one every five minutes. Now I'm going to say one that's probably not new and anybody under 25 is going to laugh at me. Slack. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When did that happen? (laughs) Just overnight. And that's what's amazing. There's so many, so many tech companies coming in and um, creating opportunities for communication. Slack's wonderful. It's a really great way to communicate. I've used it a lot of, um, just even when I was in school, I remember using it to communicate with my partners in a group. That's what I mean. Obviously, you know it. I don't. I just learned about it. 
Well, once you hear the Slack ping, when you get a message, you'll never forget it. So um, it's got a unique sound. So yeah, I think it's pretty amazing how many, just how intelligent um, we're getting in terms of the technology we're using. And so as marketers, we've got to stay intelligent too and, and, and learn and learn how to use um, what's being provided to us. All right. Yeah. Last question. Um, I have a personal feeling about this. I'm curious about yours. Your thoughts on on AI. Uh, as a journalist, I worry about it because it can be used in my field. Yeah. In theory, uh, I know it can be used in your field, especially mm -hmm. digital marketing. Your thoughts on on AI and and is it a tool or is it uh, the Terminator? That is such a good question. Um, I always think as a digital marketer, there's we can use stock photos. And we have seen statistically that if you put a stock photo on an ad, you're going to get a lot less response than if you take someone's photo. Um, and I wonder if it's hard to say AI is so advanced, so intelligent, it almost seems that it's written by someone. So it's not quite the same. Um, but seeing a grammar error, the human touch... <laughs> is um, there's something to that. And so I wonder if we do just start clarifying written by AI or written by so-and-so, if there needs to be um, that stamp yeah. to clarify who wrote it. Which is not traditional in marketing. Mm -hmm. Right. You, know, you don't put a name to it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a fear that I have because it can be manipulated as well. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, it is. It's kind of a scary thing because it could really um, leak into our whole world. Um, and I'm hopeful that, like Fran was saying, the human element of um, writing and creative will um, still be important. And hopefully that's something that AI isn't as intelligent enough to be able to um, copy yet, but yeah, it's an interesting thought. And and for those that don't think it, look, the people that write the ads, whether you like ads or not, those are creative people, and yeah. and you don't ever want to lose that creativity. Right. I got to say thank you to Fran Carroll and Tia Astrine with MGRMC. Thank you so much for keeping us up to date. And again, if anybody wants to do a luminaire, luminaria, yes, luminaria. Excuse me. With Light the Hospital. Um, they can call Jody McGinty at 928-348-4293. Thank you so much. And thank you all for listening as well. I appreciate it every single day. I'm out of here for now, but I'll be back tomorrow. Till then, have a great day.